0: Welcome to Explore the Space. We're digging into healthcare issues that matter most. Our guests and conversations mine these issues for perspective and answers. There is a gulf between healthcare and our communities. This is the place to talk about it. Now here's your host, Dr. Mark Shapiro.
1: Welcome back to Explore the Space podcast. I'm your host, Mark Shapiro, and welcome to another Med Lasso from Explore the Space podcast. I am joined by my buddy in Med Lasso, Syed Tabatabai. And we don't have a guest today. We recorded this episode on May 16th, right after we both watched Ted Lasso season three, episode 10, and also the day that Syed's book came out, These Vital Signs. It's awesome. Link in the show notes. If you have not ordered it from wherever you like to get your books, please do so. It's a fabulous book. I'm super proud of him. I've read the whole thing, I read them when they, the, the, the Twitter threads came out. It's just fantastic. It's a piece of history, it's an amazing journey. Uh, Just join us. Join in the fun. Get yourself a copy of These Vital Signs. It's available wherever you like to get your books. There's also an audiobook version. You can get it on your Kindle. Just get amongst it. That's all i got to say. And uh, Syedna had a lot of fun talking about the book a little bit before we jumped into Ted Lasso Season 3, Episode 10. But don't you worry. We covered the episode in detail. Fabulous episode. We're coming down the stretch, and this just could not be more fun. Watching and talking about Ted Lasso with our hashtag MedLasso community. Get into the archive, www.explorethespaceshow.com. That's where the whole Med Lasso archive is. You can follow us on Twitter, hashtag Med Lasso. I'm on Twitter at ETS show, and you can find me on Instagram at Explore the Space Show. You can email me anytime, Mark, at explorethespaceshow.com as well. And we will just get right to it, man. It's me. It's Syed. We're talking these vital signs. We're talking Ted Lasso, season three, episode 10. If you can hear the enthusiasm in my voice, it's because that's how fired up I am. This was awesome. So let's get amongst it. So say it. It's uh, it's May sixteenth, two thousand twenty three. How was your day?
0: My God, what a day! What a day, <laughs> my friend. Uh, what a rush. Today's been what amazing. happened.
1: I don't understand. What 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 made it special? Were you like not on call? Is that why it was so good, or what happened?
0: Yeah, it, it was just a Tuesday. I just I, I love Tuesday. <laughs> no, it was my book release day for for my book, yeah. These Vital Signs, and it was. Uh, It was incredible all day just the the outpouring of support and messages from people and it's been it's been great well
1: we're gonna spend a little time on our med lasso episode today it's we're covering season three episode 10 but we have no guest it's just uh it's just you and me because i do want to spend a little time talking about these vital signs we both finished watching episode 10 like 20 minutes ago so we're coming in hot there are hot takes there are perspectives there are things to discuss but I was following along with the book release for these vital signs, obviously for the last few months. We've been plugging it, we've been talking about it. I got my copy a couple of days ago. Well, I don't know what, what was it like. What was a what was a highlight? What was a moment where you were like, "Wow, this is this is happening"?
0: I think uh, just holding in my hands at the at Barnes and Noble and yeah, know, going, to, going to the bookstore and seeing it on the did shelf. The staff it, know? It,
1: like, did the staff make a big deal out of it?
0: uh yeah there was one person we, I got there just before close. <laughs> okay. and I walked over there and there's one person there and she was like you wanna wanna sign it or something that's really cool and I was like <laughs> ah, I'm, I'm, I'm all right <laughs> but, oh my uh, gosh yeah it, it, you know as a kid it, that was one of my favorite places to go you know bookstores and um, yeah, seeing it on the shelf was surreal i just I, it literally felt like an out-of-body experience like i was seeing myself seeing the book it was just
1: crazy oh that's so cool and then obviously you and i have commented on the podcast over the last few months about how med twitter isn't really the same it's doesn't have the robust discourse that it once did today did not feel like that today felt like old school med twitter at least from my perspective how about for you
0: it did. It did. I, I apologize to everybody for dousing med Twitter with pictures and photos <laughs> and reviews. I was hitting the retweet button like nobody's business today, but it really felt great. It felt like everybody was coming together. And, and I wish everyone could feel this feeling. You know, that's my one thing is I wish I could bottle today up and give today to everybody and everybody have a day like today. It was, it was just amazing.
1: There's a way you could do that. Do you know what that might be?
0: All right. Hit me.
1: You could write a thread about it.
0: <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I could put Too people soon. in my shoes. <laughs> yeah. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon, yeah. I think I'm, I'm, thinking I'm I I'm. maybe getting close to done with threads for a little while. <laughs> for, for a minute,
1: yeah. Yeah, I think uh, some I, I, I more conventional sense. writing is in my future, but... Oh, well, there you go. That's the first
0: I'm hearing of it. Say more. So, I've been thinking about Actually, it started before these vital signs were in its final form. I've been tinkering with the sci-fi. Sci-fi has always been my first love. and you um, love sci-fi. Yeah. I love sci-fi. And uh, you know there are a couple of sci-fi stories in these vital signs that I just snuck in there. <laughs> yeah, and sure. uh, the one about the hand holder, that idea of, you know, right now we're like, oh, you know, AI will eventually... Cater to you know people with less means, and the wealthiest will get to see a human doctor. But I, I I kind of flip that around. Like, what if in a distant future AI is like flawless medicine, and only the poorest people get uh, a person, and that person, the derogative uh, you know derogative term for them is a handholder because they don't really have anything else they can offer. And what does medicine look like in the brink of society? You know, the edge of the future. And I, I just, it, it's always kind of called to me. So I've actually been sketching an outline on that and some ideas, but that's, I think that's where I'm going to go next.
1: I love it. Before we talk about going next, I want to go back a little bit. You and I have been texting about this, but also on the show, we've talked about, you know, the the self-talk that we give ourselves and mm. the stories that we tell ourselves. So in the last 14 days, seven days, three days, 24 hours, what sort of self-talk have you been doing?
0: Yeah, I think, and this is tying into Ted Lasso. I think um, such an important part of the events in our lives is our frame of reference to them. How do we approach them? What's our mindset? And and Mark, you helped me a lot with this too, with your text about let your self-talk be positive. Yeah. Make sure that you're you're coming at this from a positive place. My biggest issue initially you know, as the days leading up to the release was imposter syndrome. And that's the same thing I've often had on Twitter is I, you know, I put a thread out there and, you know, you get positive responses. And then I don't know if it's part of what we what medicine teaches us, you know, medicine beats us down so often and, and humbles us repeatedly, you know, that feeling of, am I, am I really good enough for this? And, and we all go through that in medicine, you know, it's part of being a physician, I think is we get humbled and, Um, that was my mindset. You know, I was kind of, I would say 90% nervous thinking, oh my God, it's going to get out there. It's not going to do well. People are going to read this. It's going to be horrible. But I think in the last 24 hours, I just embraced kind of like Rebecca's change from having to outdo Rupert to just thinking to herself, it's a beautiful game. Football is a beautiful game. This is something special. To me, I went from the mindset of, oh, it has to be a success or else. You know, this was all a gigantic waste of time. too. I love writing, and I wrote a book, and the book is crossing the finish line, and this is amazing. This is wonderful, and I just embraced that literally in the last day. And I wish I'd embraced that sooner; it would have saved me a lot of anxiety and gnashing of teeth. <laughs> but I finally have embraced that, and it's, it's been so liberating.
1: That's so exciting to hear that that progression was there, and that you know, in these last few because that's not what you're going to remember. You're going to remember the euphoria of the past 48 hours, right? That's the stuff that you'll tell stories to your family about, and you know you'll write about, and you'll do more interviews, and you'll talk about, and um, that's why I was like, "We got to do this on release day." Like it makes sense. There's a Ted Lasso episode on <laughs> release day of these vital signs. Like this is amazing. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a history major, as you well know, and one of the things about the book that I have a lot of respect for is I think in the in future, right. In the near future, not in the future where we're just handholders, but in the near future, <laughs> this book will be a primary source of what was going on during that time that people refer to as the COVID pandemic. What was it like? Most of these were written in that period or around that period, and some of them are right in the thick of it. And I think that it will be a really powerful and important primary resource for people who say, What was the discourse like? What were people writing in real time? Uh, this will be one of those things that people will turn to. Did that occur to you as you were, because obviously as you were writing it, the pandemic was still doing what it was doing and still evolving and it continues to do so now. Did it kind of occur to you that, wow, this is a a time capsule for this really, really powerful event?
0: I I think in in retrospect, yeah. But at the time that I was writing it, um, it was just survival for me. You know, uh, this was just survival. And I think some of that comes across in the writing it's, you know, I've I've read these stories so many times now that they're in that anthology and the manuscript and everything like that. And there's, to me, I catch different hints of what I was going through every time I read it through. Um, and the last thing I got was just desperation. Like I I've got to write or I'm going to lose myself in this, (laughs) And uh, I think, yeah, I I think it's one, it's one aspect of that experience, right? I I think part of why I wrote it was not everyone was having the same experience. A lot of people didn't know what was going on, you know, in a a quote unquote hot zone here in South Texas where we had a lot of really, really bad COVID. And so, yeah, I think um, if it can in the future be helpful, you know, let someone know what it was like, I think there's value in that.
1: I could identify at least two that at the time when I read them, I texted you like everything. All right. (laughs) How are we doing? Uh, Not all of them were like that for sure, but there were a couple. And then of course the one that I will never read. um, (laughs) Tesla, Yeah. Not going to happen. It's in the book. Everyone else can enjoy it and tell me how great it is. I'm sure it's awesome. But yeah, Uh,
0: it's all right. It's all right.
1: They're really evocative. They're really evocative and it's super cool. What a day for San Antonio. Your book comes out. The Spurs get Victor Wambanyama. Uh we got a new Lasso episode. It's it's a it's a heady day in South Texas. You guys doing this
0: and I also got in touch with my voice actor for the book, Christopher Salazar, who I actually never met or interacted with. <laughs> I picked his voice out. I was given a couple of choices and I picked his voice out. And uh, I found him on Instagram. And I reached out to him. I was, like, "Hey, I'm the, I'm the guy who's book you he did the voice acting for it he's oh actually gosh. he's actually from houston so it, it worked out great we have to hang out sometime
1: that's amazing honestly man this is all just super heady stuff we're all going to follow along at the real dr t on twitter dr spelled out the book is available wherever you can buy books obviously there's going to be a link in the show notes is there anything else like coming up right quick that you're excited about in terms of promoting the book or talking about it obviously sharing it with med twitter and coming on explore the space podcast with me i know it's it's all just like a nice gradual approach for landing after this high but you know there's got to be something
0: yeah i think there's going to be some stuff down the road but right now imminently my schedule is pretty clear i think uh i'm just going to bask in this for the next couple
1: of weeks That's <laughs> uh, so awesome i'm so i'm actually really glad to hear that because it does sound like sometimes the 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 course immediately after the publication is so frantic Mm-hmm. I'm glad that you have some time to soak it up because this book's not yeah. going anywhere. It's evergreen. We're going to plug it for forever. And <laughs> it's just awesome. It's totally awesome. And I'm happy for you. Congratulations.
0: I appreciate it. I appreciate it very much. Thank you. And I also thank you for being a pillar of med Twitter. By the way, the book would not exist without that Twitter. I noted that online. And I feel like your show is... Honestly, when I first joined Twitter and started looking at the med Twitter hashtag, your show was one of the very first things I found, and I feel like you're like the connective to pull us together. So thank you. That's awesome. For what you do.
1: I, I totally appreciate hearing that. I texted this to you. I feel like I have a tiny little ownership stake.
0: Yes, Vital do. Sons, and, I'm, <laughs> and I'm
1: super, super proud of that fact. Uh, Absolutely. It's awesome. And it's very exciting. Speaking of awesome. All right, let's get to it. The, the fans are beating on the doors. Like we got to open the doors and let people in. Uh, Ted Lasso season three, episode 10. I'll start. I, we're we're going to be fine. This show is going to yeah. end so beautifully. We're going to yeah. be fine. Everything's yeah. going to be great. It's going to, it's going to tie itself up in such a nice way. We're going to reflect and there will be people that will poke holes. It is not going to be you and I, it is not going to be bad. Lasso side. We're going to be fine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this show started the process of wrapping things up and, and I had exactly the same thought as you about halfway through this episode. I was like, you know what? That fear is gone. It's it's gonna hit it's gonna stick the landing so hard.
1: Which is interesting because it's like Rebecca at the end, right? In the first episode, Ted, I, I gotta beat Rupert. I want you to fight. Like we have to win. Mm. She's frantic. This episode, I I wanna win. I wanna partic- I wanna be on the field. I wanna participate, but I don't have that urge anymore. I don't have that anxiety anymore either. It's like, it's going to be great. We're going to have fun. It's going to end how it ends, and we'll talk about it and enjoy it together. But I don't have that anxiety. I'm glad that we're on the same page because we were not reflecting on this in real time at all. But I was like, I bet Syed feels the same way. (laughs) It wouldn't be a Med Lasso episode if I didn't have a pop culture reference. Do you have a pop culture reference before I go? Because I'm happy with mine. I'm really happy with mine. You go ahead. All right. When Roy Kent walks into the locker room wearing the tie-dye shirt, and the, um, the cold black hand song is playing. Mm. Do you know what that's from? Yeah. That's from Peaky fucking blinders. Oh, okay. <laughs> that is how the main character like enters the room with that music. That's the theme song from oh, Peaky that's Blinders. That's pretty funny. And that's it why everybody sort awesome. of like
0: gives him space.
1: <laughs> oh, well, well, the joke of it is right. They give him space. Cause in the, in Peaky Blinders, it's cause everyone's really scared of him. Mm. And you know, like, Hey man, I'm I'm not, I'm paying, I'm not making eye contact. But uh, on this episode, they're doing it because he's wearing a multicolored tie-dye shirt that is the same colors as his name, red, orange, yellow. (laughs) Um, It was Phoebe really... If we don't see her again, she really went out like hitting grand slams in multiple times. That was awesome.
0: That's one of the things I love about the show is they know know the great cards they have in their hand and they're not afraid to play them. Like, Edwin Akufu again and Phoebe. Both of these characters are, are... teen
1: stealers and they both totally and may free. too i mean may like mm-hmm. we'll see may again but she won't have lines like that you know where yeah. she gets to be the sage right i really like that a lot i really like that a lot i think that the other thing that made me laugh like we're already in the locker room it's all good we had the tea jokes um mm-hmm. the other there was one other pop culture reference that i like can i tell you the movie and see if you get it okay airplane
0: Oh <laughs> man, dude i'm
1: Leslie Higgins has a drinking problem.
0: Oh, okay. You mean the coffee? He keeps dumping the tea all over himself. Yeah, yeah, the tea. Remember? Yeah.
1: Ted can't drink his stuff. He splashes it on his face. That's when I developed my drinking problem. As soon as I saw (laughs) Leslie Higgins do it again, I was like, oh, that's just a total hat tip to airplane. I'll stop. I'll stop. I'll stop.
0: No, no, they're good. These are good pulls. I'm just, like, falling flat, but they're really good pulls. (laughs) It's late. It's been a long it's you released a
1: book today. I think it's I'm exhausted. (laughs) Yeah, it's totally okay. Um, the other one though that did get me, if we're talking about like a even though I know we said we were gonna retire at the Coach Beard fainting couch, when Nate's mom Mm -hmm. put food at his door and then Mm -hmm. came back to clear the empty tray and back and forth it went, Mm -hmm. that took me back to what people experienced when they had COVID and had to like leave food at the door and come back and get more food. And it was like, Oh boy. Wow. I mean, as much as the show has sort of captured that these last few years, whether it was intentional or not, that was immediately what I thought of. It was not that where Nate was personally. It was, oh, wow, this is what a lot of people experience, just like counting on a loved one to bring them food while they were quarantining in their room. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: don't have much to add to that. That's, that's, that's absolutely true. I thought Nate, it was interesting that Nate's arc in this episode, you know, he 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 quit. That was a big surprise, right? And like at the beginning. Yeah. I was yeah, like, yeah, you would have thought they showed that scene. You know, that that's yeah. right for drama and stuff. But again, Ted Lasso sidesteps expectations, and it just gives us that. It at, was a Cormac McCarthy
1: bag. move, right, where they just skip ahead to the actual mm-hmm. thing. Like, that's totally a Cormac McCarthy device, and I right. liked it. Um, but Rupert's getting his pound of flesh. Remember, they alluded to there's right. uh, conduct improprieties or something like right. that? Right, right. And the headline said that Nate Shelley is out, and then Nate, I think his girlfriend said to him, right, didn't Jade say, are you sad that you resigned? Yeah. So yeah. clearly, like, the Rupert's, Rupert's coming. Rupert is not right. done, right. Um, He's not which is a too. total bummer. How would it have felt for you if you'd woken up this morning on book release day and you're getting ready to leave the house to go do work or whatever you had to do and there was paparazzi outside?
0: Oh, my gosh. I, <laughs> I would have actually been terrified because <laughs> that would have been very abnormal. <laughs> yeah,
1: that would have been like pretty some, awesome.
0: Yeah, something would have,
1: uh, yeah. So we do have to spend a minute on, there's a lot of scenes in this episode that we can uh-huh. reflect on. You and I, I think are in the same camp. The one thing I did text you, it is Rebecca's world and we're uh-huh. just living in it. Um, we're going to do a lot of Rebecca appreciation down the stretch. And I think it needs more because it's been a long day for you and we don't have a ton of time. Let's put a pin in it. Let's put a pin in it. And just acknowledge that it's Rebecca Welton's world. And we saw her just the, how she gets herself ready, how she get herself talk. And how it manifests, and how she controls a room, and how she can just dominate people. Now, Uh, it was um, amazing to see it manifest.
0: For me, though, beautiful.
1: Yeah, it was. It was really beautiful. Like they even had her doing it when she's like disheveled and covered in thrown food. Right. And it doesn't matter. What an actor, too. I mean, Hannah Waddingham. She's just. She's just got it, and she's going to be a megastar. She's going to go down in the annals of the great actors ever and she'll do stage and she'll lead eurovision which i don't even know what eurovision (laughs) is but i know she was in charge of it she'll do movies you know it's just fantastic to see it uh the scene that stuck out for me and this is weird it was the scene with nate and his father Mm. that scene and here's why there's no coincidences in life i had to stop watching on the tv because my son and my wife came home from t-ball practice and we planned this out I was going to just go and watch separately because he has to have dinner and get ready for bed and whatever. So he has a nice little couch in his, in his room. So I took my laptop and I set up in there and I had paused the show, not knowing this, of course, right. As Nate takes the violin down and goes into his room, I'm sitting in my son's room for that (laughs) whole scene and reflecting on, as I'm watching it, like, okay, I'm mad at Nate's dad. Like you're go to your son right what's wrong right. with you like right. be a man your son is in his room with the door closed go to your son i don't care what the problem is go to your son um right. and then when he did and they spoke and i'm in my son's room right yeah uh,
0: yeah i i needed some tissues to like clean up my eyeballs after that right it was it, you know the thing that struck me about this episode and it seems like that with the dad and, you know it, it, the writing is just so good and they, they know that we have three seasons of best with these characters now. We've been through a lot with Nate Shelley and Rebecca and everything. If they had pulled some of these scenes earlier, when we were all going on and on about, you know, the show's not resolving the arcs and what, I think they held it for just the right moment and just the right beats. And the way everything came together, it, it was just
1: beautiful. They do tenderness so well.
0: So well. Oh my gosh, so well. Vulnerability Between men tenderness, and tenderness.
1: Yeah, between men and men, between adults and children, between men and women, between women and women. There's these scenes, Jamie and Roy at the Mm. uncle party. Mm. If that's not the best, like, buddy comedy friend scene ever, (laughs) I can't think of a better one off the top of my head. That was pretty amazing. Right. Um, Jamie Jamie and Sam? Jamie and Sam? I mean... and then they gave us the comic relief with uh danny and van damme too which was really yeah. <laughs> funny that that worked for me i was i was rolling with that that was that was really really great but yeah they, they they do tenderness really well and the other thing that they did is you know we talk a lot about how the show represents masculinity they showed something that i think i'm able to do with some of my friends which is a lot of nonverbal communication or, mm. or communication via grunt or just like mm, like head tilt right eye tilt shoulder lift maybe a grunt maybe a gesture the way that that can also still have its own kind of impact and that it's not avoiding something um it's just part of how we can communicate and validating it i I just thought it was fabulous the way they captured that whole range of of it and uh yeah i don't know just it's i just finished watching it so i'm still thinking about it
0: yeah you're right I think I te- we texted during the episode, right? Or did we yeah. text during the or, or like right towards the tail end of the episode? And you just got the feeling that this was a classic episode. I mean, that Rebecca getting that awesome speech, the for the love yeah. of the game speech that she gets at the end, you know. Right.
1: and I mean, uh, that is the like Disney movie. Her Brooks rallying the team before right. the game with her. I mean, that was a monster speech. That was it. Rad. Really
0: was. It it, yeah. it seemed tailor made for Ted to give, right? But Rebecca gives it. And she gives it. A that's next, my, that's yeah. the point, right? That this is exactly. Rebecca's world. This is Rebecca's now. world, this is all exactly. Her,
1: she's she's going to drive the boat. And the way she uses visualization and self-talk, right? She sees herself as a child. She does the, she makes herself big. And then in the room, she makes these guys into the little boys that they are. The show spares no punches uh, with how it treats the uber wealthy. And I'm glad of it. Um, I don't know if you watch succession and this is not a succession podcast, but the most recent episode of succession was horrifying. Uh, it was really, really good. It was really, really awful. It took me and I think a lot of other people that watched it, right back to 2016 and the general election and a lot of like anticipatory dread for the general election next year. Um, and just what the wealthy can do and get up to behind closed doors. I, I'm glad that they did it this way, uh, and showed that these are just, I don't know, the, 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 as Jade said, well, they seem wealthy.
0: Yeah, the irony is it's a show about super wealthy people too, right? Totally. Yeah. I mean, all these these are Premier League footballers and right. uh, Rebecca and everybody, but they're never, you know, the wealth is never the, the focus per se. It's never the, you know, the object as it is for the guys in that meeting with Akufa. So it's yeah. interesting. I did not think that meeting would go the way it would. When he said, let's talk about money. I, yeah. I was pretty sure it was going to go his way.
1: I was but, afraid uh, that she was going to get laughed out of the room and that it was going to be the reconciliation of like her ascendancy. But then in the room, she's still getting like laughed at and it's right. still kind of a joke that she's there. But I'm, it wasn't the case. I, I think it was in season two, right, where they where Ted had the comment of woman up. And then our friends at the right. medicine summit made their shirts that say woman up. Right. Right. I really feel like that became part of the really, you know, the central dogma of the show. Um, and that this is, I mean, this show could easily be called um, Rebecca Mannion. You know, yeah. it, sounds, it just sounds different. But I mean, Ted was in three seasons and who cared? It was fun. Yeah. It was, I didn't miss him. It was weird. Um, but I could not get enough of Rebecca. And I just, I, it was really tremendous to see it. Uh, power rankings. Should we do them or just make it, make it quick? Sure.
0: Me. I mean, it's obviously number one. <laughs> well, we've, it's the Rebecca
1: yeah. Mannion Emeritus Power Ranking, so it can't right. be Rebecca. It's Rebecca's right. world.
0: Okay, so we can't use Rebecca at number 1. Um, all right. So, at number 3, I'm going to put Jamie Tartt just because it's it's incredible what a 180 his character's done from the way he was depicted earlier in the show to now so he happy. just he's just so He's so you know, he's, just, he's such a man. And it also, it, it goes to show what effect your relationship with your father. Like, a lot of the show is sons and fathers. Ted and his father, you know, Nate and his father. Um, and, and what effect, uh Jamie's father was having. So, uh, kudos yeah. to Jamie and uh, for a lot of the laughs and the touching parts in this
1: episode. Number two, I'll join you right there. I'm right there on number three. Good. I oh, like
0: your it. number three is Jamie? Okay. I'm, yeah.
1: Let, let's get this moving. I mean, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right. I've talked so, a lot. No, <laughs> number two. I'm just gonna pick a. Uh, you know, it, this is not any serious thought behind this. Is this because he just cracks me up with Edwin Akufo? I just love that character so much. He's so he's so charming and yet so petty and vind- vindictive. Yeah. The way the way he treated Sam in the restaurant. I mean, you're just. Uh, and every single time he shows up, he gets. Uh, he gets the exact opposite of what he wanted. Everything falls apart for
1: him then he has to leave it. I also like that they gave him a showcase moment where because he's a really talented actor and he's a really funny uh-huh. comic. I think he does stand up. He's done a lot of different things. Hashtag pluripotent. But I like that they <laughs> let him riff with his accents. Like they, they gave him, you know, like, all right, man, take take four. We got what we need. Have Just have one. Just have a rip. And he just went with all those accents and just, I, I loved it. It was so entertaining. I'm totally there with you.
0: And for number one, I'm actually going to go with Keely. And the reason okay. I'm going to go with Keely on number one is uh, of all the characters in Ted Lasso, perhaps there is none more so than her who's in, whose heart is just in the right place. She, she just intuitively gravitates towards um, her compassion and her caring for people. And the snow globe scene. Um, when she gives the snow globe, I can't remember the name of the woman. Barbara. With. Barbara, that's right. Barbara. Yeah. When she gives her the snow globe, uh, in the middle of everything falling apart for her, she remembers that, you know, uh this person who she worked with likes snow globes, goes out of her way to pick one up and hands it over. It was just such a beautiful scene. And you know, she's she's above pettiness and, and games in a way now where you know, when, when Roy is on her front front porch and he's got that letter, you know, she has a she, the way they make it sound that we never saw this. Right. This all happened off screen for us. But it sounds like he made, quote, a mess. <laughs> we don't know what the extent of that mess is, but the way right. she's willing to just listen to him. And it's clear that she's her heart's still open to him. You know, and, and yeah. I, I just thought her character felt like uh, the, the, the soul of this episode. I died
1: laughing when Roy couldn't fit the letter under the door. Because that's the Hollywood move, right? And he's, like, trying to cram it in. I thought that was really, really Did you clever. notice
0: his handwriting, too? Was <laughs> it was just all squished in that corner. Oh,
1: my God. It was like he was writing with the wrong hand. I mean, it was really bad. Really bad handwriting. She said, I still can't read your writing. It was it was heroically bad. Oh, that's um, so funny. I chose our block from the Pyramid of Success after the episode aired. This one goes out to you, Rebecca. Confidence. The strongest steel is well founded self belief. It is earned, not given. That's why the pyramid of success hangs on the wall of the office. That one right there for this episode. Wow. Syed, a word about confidence.
0: What a perfect match for this episode. I mean, we get in this episode, we get the visualization of confidence, right? We see. We literally see what Rebecca sees when she's getting into that mindset, and uh, you know, in a way, look at what happens to Danny Rojas—the mindset that he goes into when obviously I think he plays a different role, right, on the Mexican team. uh, He's isn't he like their their go-to guy or something? As if there is, I got the
1: sense that he's sort of the Jamie Tart,
0: right? Yeah, exactly. Through
1: me, not to me. Yeah,
0: exactly. So he, he. that same thing is, is confidence is, is projecting, inhabiting, you know, becoming this, uh, this version of yourself that, that in you all along and just realizing it and living in it. And, uh, I think this, this episode in particular, um, her ability, Rebecca's ability to go into that room where you have the stereotypical classics, old money, you know, is, is there. And, and there's, it, you could argue that like you made the point about the election, there may be no more powerful force operating currently in the world than old money. And Mm -hmm. she walks into a room full of old money and is able to laugh at them and, and, you know, to, you know, berate them and show them truth and speaking truth to power. What greater expression of confidence is there than that?
1: You know, we talked about how this show is giving us life lessons as opposed to just the like tidying up of all the narrative arcs. And this is the one, like for me, I'll, just say like the the idea of the positive self-talk the positive affirmations acknowledging the skill set recognizing that there's room for improvement but that it doesn't have to be dominated by the negative self-talk it's just it's really been helpful i won't lie it's been really helpful to see it manifested in this character that you know we've all been hanging out now for four years uh it was just fantastic um and and i i, I don't know i'd have a real appreciation for it i did also laugh though when they walked into that room because i could totally hear anchorman saying I uh, I have my library with many leather bound books and <laughs> shelves of rich mahogany. And I was like, oh. That's this pretty is that great. exact room. That's exactly the room. The, I can see the, the walls of rich mahogany. Here's
0: your pop culture oh polls, man. We got we to get you another I, podcast. We got to get
1: some <laughs> pop culture polls with Mark Shapiro.
0: Yeah, there you go. It's just you
1: finding can... the pop culture references and stuff. Oh, my Lord. I feel like it could it could very easily you know there's that meme of Charlie Day, mm-hmm. with the yeah
0: uh, standing in front of
1: it. Like no. we could get <laughs> we could get yeah. there we might be there quite honestly just me and Major League and just going for it. Um, speaking of going for it, man, you wrote a book. It's amazing. Um, look, I don't like faint praise. The book is really great. Um, I acknowledge that I have been immersed in your writing for several years. Uh, and I was sort of wondering, is it just going to be like, Oh yeah, this is the same thing. It's really not. It's a very different experience. And I really enjoyed it. I love having a book form too. um, reading them one after another, they reflect off of each other and the, you know, the, the, the tennis ball is bouncing around in a different way. It's not, it's not linear and it's not, uh, stand-alone. There's an arc within it. Um, and you and I will talk the next time we're together because I actually have questions about the way that they're categorized and the way they're listed out Uh, if what the intent there is and we'll have to wonder about that but I, i i have my thoughts i don't think there's no coincidences uh and i know you enough you're a nephrologist you're a meticulous guy these things don't happen by accident the book is awesome man i'm so proud of you these vital signs amazing we will be back with ted lasso season three episode 11 we will have a guest for that one and for the finale. But man, this was your showcase. Take us out.
0: What a what a privilege, man. I, this takes me back to our first Ben Lasso. And in a lot of ways, the book release day is a little bit like that first Ben Lasso. You know, you have something, you, you know in your heart that it's it's something that means a lot to you and it's something that you you put effort into and, and you, you feel it's something good but you put it out in the world and you send it with all the positive energy you've got and, and this takes me back, man. It's so good to just spend time with you and, and chat and, and do this again. So thank you again and, and you know, I can't wait to see where this takes us.
1: Thanks to my buddy Syed for joining me on this one. I'm glad we had a chance to talk about his new book, These Vital Signs and Ted Lasso, Season 3, Episode 10. Like we said in the episode, there are no coincidences and I just love the fact that we had a new episode of Ted Lasso to talk about on Med Lasso together on the day that Syed's book came out. Totally awesome. Link in the show notes to his book, These Vital Signs, anywhere you get your books. You can get it on Kindle. You can get your audiobook, Whatever you like, just go for it. It's fantastic. And I just could not be more proud of Syed and what he has put out into the world with These Vital Signs. You know we're coming back with more Med Lasso episodes. We've also got lots of Explore the Space episodes coming your way soon. Some really exciting stuff with some extraordinary guests that I cannot wait for you to hear. Check out the entire archive, www.explorethespaceshow.com. Please do subscribe to Explore the Space podcast wherever you listen to your shows. That really does help us out. And if you can leave us that five-star rating and review as well, that is totally awesome. Make sure you're sharing it with your friends and your family and your colleagues. Find me on Twitter at ETS Show. Find me on Instagram at Explore the Space Show. If you're on Instagram, please follow me. I'm trying to kind of grow there a little bit and figure out how I can better share what Explore the Space is doing, what MedLasso is doing, and finding out who is also on that platform is a big step in the right direction for me. So that would be an amazing way to show some support. Email me anytime, mark at explorethespaceshow.com as well. We will be back next week. We'll be hitting Ted Lasso Season 3, Episode 11 after it airs. The guest is booked. I am super fired up. We will also have an Explore the Space episode for you next week, and it is really good. Make sure you're subscribed. Be ready. We will be back soon. Until then, take care. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for listening to Explore the Space. Visit us on our website, explorethespaceshow.com. And please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at ETS Show. And you can email Dr. Shapiro by writing to Mark at ExploreTheSpaceShow.com.